1: Did the Grizzlies miss John Morant or what? Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Brad Spielberger of PFF will help us bet on the game of the week with between the Ravens and the 49ers, and then Isaac Trotter shares his favorite plays for college basketball this week, but first Joe, you and I have seen plenty of buzzer beaters in our time, but we don't get to see one attached to such a massive, colossal comeback story. After trailing by 23 on the road, John Morant took over for the Grizzlies en route to 34 points, including the game winner as Memphis won 115-113. First observation I want to make about John Morant's incredible performance is that not only did he have a high usage rate, not only did he have 35 minutes on the floor, but 22 of those 34 points were unassisted. The Grizzlies missed him badly.
2: I tried to get you guys to take a walk in Memphis with me and you laughed during oh, lightning like bets. Ooh. You laugh. The college level, the NBA level, the college level was not a sweat. Last night was a sweat. Um mm-hmm. y- even though they were getting so many points like throughout like much of that game I'm like okay we're inside cover now we're not now we're inside co- I-, I just felt like it was a matter of time before it was going to go in the opposite direction but a dominant second half from Memphis I mean mm-hmm. that's that's what happened in that game 74 points in that second half and uh Ja yeah they didn't hold back they didn't ease him in in any no, in, any not. sense <laughs> go you know we've been playing you've been and waiting Yeah, we're all excited that you're back. Like, let's go, Ja, carry us. And that's exactly what happened. Um, You know, not something that I expected to occur in the final moments Mm. of the game, just watching most of it. But, uh, yeah, you saw it, and that's that's something that I want to address because we're not even a third of the way into the season. uh, And this Grizzlies team is suddenly fascinating. I know they're much closer to the very bottom of the NBA uh, than the top, but you have so much – to go, and we kn- the larger sample size over the last few years, we know what this team is or what they can be. So certainly enough time in the year to rebound from their awful start without John Morant. Maybe overreacting, but it do- it does feel like a, a game changer for for mm-hmm. them a- and the bottom of the playoff picture in the Western Conference.
1: Well, let's let's go by the numbers here and let's talk about this. There's six and a half games out of the 10th spot right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking at plus 820 for them to make the playoffs. Do you feel like, okay, we've had 25 games now, right? That was the length of the suspension. Now he's back. You know how important he is. And also, too, we also know what the Grizzlies have done, say, last season, season before, where they were top two seed, top three seed. They were fantastic in the regular season mm-hmm. uh, with, Jer- with John Morant. And even without him in certain stretches in the regular season in the last couple of years, we've seen them be successful. So is there enough time being six and a half games out of the play in tournament? Is that enough time for them to make a push?
2: So what do we do with this? What do we do with this 25 games? I think that's the mm-hmm. question that you have to ask yourself if you're considering this. Because they're dead last in the NBA in offensive efficiency without John Morant. So now, now what are they? Are they cl- towards the middle of the pack? Like, do you want to completely throw it out? We probably shouldn't completely throw it out, but I'm also uh, thinking back to a couple of years ago. Remember when he missed time with an injury? Oh, right. look at their record without Ja Morant. You know, mm-hmm. they're just as good, blah, blah, blah. It's a completely different story, and, and I'm sure that was uh, in Memphis a lot of the thinking like, hey, they've had some success without Ja like, we can be okay. We can find a way to get by. And and they were not doing that in the first 25 games. I I don't want to completely throw it out, but I'm leaning towards, like, let's not put too much into that. You know? I mean, where, right. where are you at as far as that goes?
1: You know, I, I'm kind of torn, to be honest. If, in terms of the actual bet plus 820, there probably is value there. And if I'm looking historically at the last several seasons in the Western Conference, this isn't, say, like, five to ten years ago, where you're dealing with every single team in the West being that much better than, say, the East, where you probably have to finish, like, nine, ten games above 500 just to get the eight seed. That's not really how the Western Conference is designed anymore. It's a good bit more top-heavy, where the top two, top three, top four teams, yeah, they have phenomenal records. But then everywhere else, you're probably looking around, like, say, a 500 record. So as far as that's concerned, as long as the Grizzlies can get to 500, then, yes, they can very well make the play-in tournament at a minimum. And so in that mm-hmm. respect... I do feel a little better about their chances. The problem, though, is you look at the top of the Western Conference right now and you're seeing teams that you normally don't see there, like the Timberwolves at number one, OKC at number two, other teams like the Houston Rockets, I believe, have the nine spot right now. So you have new contenders that you wouldn't normally have to get past to get one of those spots, not to mention there are other teams who, okay, let's hang on to our priors just a little bit longer. The Phoenix Suns are 10th right now. The Lakers are 8th. You really think you can jump those teams if, say, they're going to be mired in mediocrity the rest of the year? I'm not so sure about that. So to answer your question about what do we do with our sample size prior to John Morant, I think it does matter because in seasons past, we could see success without him maybe it's something where they need to establish morant just a little bit more and maybe you you know get used to that and then you see a completely different offense out there but ultimately I think John ja morant's absence uh you know it is significant and mm-hmm. they do have a long way to go and at least you have to respect that
2: deficit like they have no chance of winning that game without him last night no chance right I <laughs> don't you know th- <laughs> they probably don't even cover the point spread and, and and I'm wondering as you're going over that is this the new norm because I'm obviously mm-hmm. flashing back to the kings of last year and then the two teams atop the Western Conference right now are the teams that were getting a lot of steam and it was like mm-hmm. is it too much steam the win totals jumping up a lot a lot of backing from Minnesota and Oklahoma City and They've met that man, so mm-hmm. I, I wonder if we're we are going to start to see. Okay, there's a couple teams that are going to take playoff spots that you were not expecting coming into the season. So uh, it, it's really fascinating to take a look at that. The Western Conference, you're maybe not maybe not as top heavy, but when you talk about the depth, like it's pretty strong. Like some teams that could be. In that playing in tournament right now, Golden State, not one of them, you know, and maybe Golden State is is in there uh, with possibly Memphis or, you know, the Lakers are in that range right now. Uh, The West, certainly much deeper.
1: There will be a good team or a team we thought was good going into mm-hmm. the season that will fail to even make the play in tournament, which team that is. Certainly we can talk about that for you know quite some time, but I think it is a guarantee with Memphis, you know, being on a surge. Chances are they will at least contend for one of these spots. I think you and I can at least agree on that. The question though is, okay, who's going to miss out? Somebody will. Could it be the Lakers? Could it be the Warriors? Somebody we thought was really good. Maybe even made a run in the playoffs last year. Want to see a series.
2: Suns. I mean, Sons, sons are barely be... in right now.
1: <laughs> and that's so wild much... to me. Yeah. 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 It's a lot that we have to figure out. Uh, let's mm-hmm. move on now to the gridiron because uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, fooled some of us, maybe not all of us, uh, but turns out he is not coming back after all, saying that he is not 100% and he gave it a go, but it's just not going to happen. And certainly when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, you always have to think about, say, ulterior motives, like why did he throw these ideas out there? Why were these reports out there? Why was it so Mm -hmm. important for cameras to see him throw and do all sorts of cool things? But at the same time, there really wasn't uh, that great of a probability that he was going to be out there and starting games for the Jets. So now what do we do about this? Uh, is this something where we're going to fade the Jets because Aaron Rodgers was ever going to make it all along? Or is this sort of
2: a non-issue to you? Uh, good question. What I, I'm looking more at next year because mm-hmm. that's going to be one of the big storylines all offseason once again because we don't know what version of Aaron Rodgers we're going to get. Do we go back a couple years? Do uh, is it too much to go back a few years? Like there's no Mm -hmm. way he can get back to that form. We have no idea uh, what's going to happen as far as these last few games. Like maybe even the Jets offense has a little bit of success because they're facing such a bad secondary in Washington coming up uh, this Sunday. Then they wrap on the road with two tough defenses. So whichever quarterback ends up being out there, if Zach Wilson is, has returned at that point or whether it's Simeon boy whatever whatever they end up doing it's probably going to be an ugly really ugly finish and you know the right thing is what for they just to lose these games I don't know if they can lose to washington but we all know that they need help that you want to add to that offensive line to try and help rogers next year they were all in this year it was really a two-year all-in process so What are you going to do to help Rodgers in the draft? That should be their focus. You've been eliminated from the playoffs. Lose these last three games, finish the year 5-12.
1: God, this offensive line's bad. I know we've talked know. about this all regular season long, but if there are reports out there that Zach Wilson was uncomfortable returning to the football <laughs> field, then that's probably a pretty good sign uh, that Aaron Rodgers probably would have also been uncomfortable behind this offensive line. And maybe he didn't want to say that out loud because it's disparaging and you know things like that. Maybe it's not beneath him to do such things, but at the same time, this offensive line has to get better, and you're absolutely right. The best thing that the Jets can do for the long term, just to not worry about these last three games. You know, maybe there's something to be said for trying, but don't necessarily go out of your way to win these to win these games where you're, you know doing too much game planning and you're not thinking more about what will help this team what will make this team better against other competitions going forward uh yeah the jets are three-point favorites right now against the commanders right now uh but after that like you're evaluating players probably that's the bigger issue uh than it is trying to say win these football games and that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that it's not so much tanking in the truest sense but it's more evaluation. And this is something that the Jets need to be doing a lot of as they really try and make a push next year.
2: So are, are we still at Jets minus three? Sure did, What? What the <laughs> hell? So Zach Wilson is not going to play this week, right? No, That's it's Simeon, s- I yeah. believe. Yeah, they, they made that Simeon. announcement. Oh, okay. well,
1: and apparently,
0: according to Zach Wilson's mom, his brain is like scrambled eggs right now.
2: I saw right. that report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, pro- we probably shouldn't see him the rest of the year. And, you know, the market has said he's worth something more than the other backups. So why? <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? This why? is wild. I don't – what should it be? Let's go there. Well, we know was... it's how old for so Washington.
0: Was... Is it like – should it be like Jets minus one and a half, which until you get to three is – but like you're putting, you're hanging a three up there, man. Um, and like, I'm yeah. honestly, I would love for Jacoby to come in again halfway through this game. Mm-hmm. Veteran quarterback. I, I look, Howell could he could throw three picks against this defense for sure. But sure, uh, three. Trevor. It's a, it's funny. I feel like Trevor Simeon, like Wilson. And what a statement. Wilson might have the highest ceiling of the three from what we've seen. Like we've seen him have some games somehow but like Mm -hmm. Simeon is almost maybe the most trustworthy highest floor yeah thank you
2: that's why they went back to him (laughs) right that's that's why they went back to him Mm. he had one good game uh yeah if you've already pulled the plug on Howell now it's easier to do moving forward right to do it again
1: oh absolutely the the lease should probably be even shorter I would imagine like, why, why would you subject them to this harm? You know, like this may be more like in terms of the line and where it is, maybe more of a jets defense statement because yeah. you don't really trust any of the quarterbacks. And so what's the, your differentiating factor. It's the fact that the jets, you know, can still play well on that side of the ball. Maybe so we more just, to do
2: with that than anything else. We got to play the under right. 37 and a half. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's the move, you
0: know, because, like, oh, yeah. I don't trust Ron to do anything smart in terms of, like, trying to put up points like, yep. yeah, I, I don't want to put my money on Ron ever again.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Under the more we talk. through, And you it, may
1: not have to ever again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't have right. to ever again. After right. these last mm-hmm. few games, We know what's happening. And Ron should just go to media. That's it. I guess. Oh, yeah, man. Right. It, he'd be great good, at it, too. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. The fact that he's not Riverboat Ron anymore, is getting much more yeah. conservative. I know we kvetched about this on Monday as far as not going for 2 down 8, but yeah, like if you're not even the mentality that you had that got you the job in Washington in the first place, then you're a shell of your former self. And now it's mm-hmm. time to go to media and talk about the good old days and you can make a good <laughs> living that way.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, people yeah. like him too.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think he and Cam Newton would go well together like do a little media tour or something i run it
2: I I was not expecting Cam to to come to the dark side like that never crossed my mind like he's made so much money why would he bother yeah
1: well all that fashion sense led me to believe that he likes to be a little ostentatious and he's got opinions you know he can be outspoken so that was my thinking coming This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our weekly power rankings. Where do we have the Buffalo Bills among the best teams in the NFL after their impressive win over the Cowboys? That's right here on the BetQL Network.